Podsters. But the why gets missed a lot. Like, why are you doing this? People just jump straight to what? Like, what are we going to do and how are we going to do this? But if you start with the why and your why is strong enough, then you'll go a really long way. Hi guys, welcome to the Remasters. The Remasters is a show about founders, innovators, entrepreneurs, and all those dreamers who have hustled to create some amazing products and services. We dive deeper into these brilliant minds and deconstruct what makes them tick. They really are dream hustlers because we believe that these dreamers have followed their dreams relentlessly. In this episode, we speak with Rashi Naran, founder of Heads Up The Tales, a brand synonymous with pet couture in India. Rashi founded the brand in 2008. It has grown to 35 plus stores in India and recently picked up $10 billion funding. Thank you for coming on the show, Rashi. Pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for having me here, Anmol. I'm very excited. So, Rashi, my first set of questions to you. You once told me that you've been an entrepreneur since age five. How? What made you get into the pet product category? What made you get into entrepreneurship? Ever since I was little, Anmol, I have been definitely an animal person more than anything else. Where I was, you know, just pretty much living in... Uh, their world, you know, constantly crawling down to see ants and rescuing puppies and birds and cats and all sorts of animals. And I was also, ever since I was little, an entrepreneur, you know, I would, I would be making and selling Diwali cards since I was five years old, collecting money for my favorite animal shelters or for another cause. Uh, so I've, I've always just had that in my blood in so many ways, you know, just uh, organizing a little mela of all the, you know, colony kids just again, you know, to be able to sell tickets and get that money together. Oh, nice. so, yeah. so, <laughs> so both of these things have always just been me. And I've grown up with dogs. I, I was in a big joint family where we've always had dogs ever since I was born. Um, but I, you know, because it was always a shared responsibility, it was really after I got married and I got a little puppy into my life, uh, her name is, was Sarah, uh, that, you know, she was really my responsibility. And, uh, I think that's when I spotted the big white space and realized that there was absolutely nothing of quality for these very special furry family members. Aha. Uh-huh. And your father is an entrepreneur. Uh, did uh, that that's entrepreneurship it. sort of thinking kind of percolate down from that family table uh, to you or is it uh, something that you kind of develop after you kind of started working? No, I think I always wanted to uh, do something of my own. Uh, The problem was that I always wanted to do too many things. Um, And of course, I'm sure that, you know, uh, you know, coming from an entrepreneurial family um, unconsciously, you know, crept in. Uh, I don't think there were any formal discussions around it, but I did see him, you know, go through the highs and lows and the struggles and the little wins. Uh, so I'm sure I absorbed all of that, at, you know, in, in my own way, uh, subconsciously. And did it scare you that, you know, this is so difficult entrepreneurship? I don't want to get into something which kind of brings in so much sort of stress. I'd rather do something very stable, maybe take up a job and just do that all my life. You know, I, I don't think I really ever thought about it like that. And I always knew that I wanted to do something of my own. But when I went to college, um, I, I forgot about it for a little while. So, you know, everybody was applying for jobs and it was about, you know, getting a job, you know, and then going into these really nice companies and growing over there. So I think I forgot about it. And when I had my first taste of a corporate job, I absolutely hated it. 
um you know it was just about sitting behind a computer being one of many many thousand people not really making an impact the way that i wanted to and i you know i'm glad i did that because since then i i never looked back and i think you went to london to study you did your graduation yes. as well as a post grad in england did that yes. change in some sense how did it kind of change you um so i think that's where i got swept into the into the flow of you know being a professional and you know starting out my career there and all of that and then i you know i i went into you know a big multinational bank uh, and then i just i mean like it was so far away from you know what i wanted to do with my life and and the kind of you know groundwork and you know impactful work that brought me some sense of joy and some sense of sense of purpose um so i'd say that you know definitely it gave me you know great exposure it gave me a great network uh, and it also showed me what i don't want to do so i'd say that that was very powerful lesson and what did you not want to do just go into a professional corporate life <laughs> what about yeah. your own staff they're working for you and what, do you kind of encourage them to be more like um, you know that have that owner mentality and have that entrepreneurial mentality uh, how do you Absolutely. how do you want them to think and for ne- them not to think on the lines that you thought about on, about uh, a job so you know when you're when you're a part of a growing startup you you know you work very closely with your team it's all about who's able to you know take ownership who's able to think outside the box who's able to bring solutions to the gazillion problems that you have and for us like you know that's what we encourage all the time you know we encourage people to have a sense of purpose to think about the why of why they're here you know how are they taking ownership what kind of impact are they making um you know these are the the core values of the business you know are, are you happy in what you're doing i mean one of our core values is joy and if we, you know uh-huh. if you feel like you know you're not then we encourage you to transition out and find something that you that you are happy you know with i mean you wake up every day and you're living this life and and if you can't find joy and purpose um you know you can never really be committed and you can never really grow or or strive for excellence so we really do encourage people to think like entrepreneurs you know just figuring their way out not necessarily having answers but just having a learning and growth mindset right and is there a flat structure do you believe in flat structures uh, what's your thought process in that we've always had a very 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 flat structure but now that we're growing the company now is when i you know probably see why there are other structures that exist Um, uh-huh. Because I've always worked so hands-on with so many people of the company, uh, uh-huh. and and at all levels, whether it was the retail team or my warehouse teams or you know product or anything else. But now as uh-huh. we're growing, you know, it's it becomes harder and harder to work directly with the large number of people. Um, uh-huh. And so we are we are trying to put make put structures in place, but still we have a very open door policy. You know, anyone can you know reach out, um, and we've all built this together. So there isn't that sense of hierarchy and you know we we really work alongside our people all of us are in it together and you have your husband also in your business and yes. how has that sort of panned out for you guys and how do you manage the professional and the personal with him um so uh, samarth my husband he joined the business about 2 years ago um mm-hmm. and um, you know initially uh, there were a few weeks of like trying to kind of find that tuning you know his management style was completely different from mine he came from a finance hedge fund investment banking background 
you know i was the more creative sort so i'd say the i mean so i'd say that the best thing was that he was coming in to overtake a function that i absolutely wanted nothing to do with i e finance you know initially right. that's yeah. that's the part that he you know he said he's going to help out with um and then um you know now we've kind of found that that really really nice space where we have that passion and grit and sense of you know uh, adventure of building something together so definitely there is a huge blurring of personal and professional lives um uh-huh. but i'd say that you know for both of us it comes from a space of so much passion that we're excited to do that we're excited to choose a conversation about work rather than something else many a times and it's a conscious choice because we're just having fun building this together you know so right. um, so yes it, it does have its challenges especially you know uh, sometimes when we're with our daughter and then we just go into a work talk and she just gives us that look like guys oh. come on come back to the monopoly game you know right. <laughs> but otherwise otherwise we're really having fun and that kind of brings me to the question of the creative sort of element in your business which i think you are handling right now yes and uh, and how do you kind of go about designing your products what is the sort of thinking that goes behind creating some products uh, like yours and is there an inspiration you had did you look up to some american brand say chewy or some other sort of brand and thought that you know this is the sort of product i want to create so um and more uh, to be honest uh sara was my inspiration and continues to be so um it was you know it was going on to that journey with her where you know i built out most of our products which were india first products um you know you know whether when she was a puppy we you know we uh, introduced so many products and then when she became an adult dog what was her needs and then when she became a senior dog you know that that's when we kept realizing a lot of the white spaces but we were also very very close to our customers having conversations with them all the time uh you know and not necessarily them asking for a product but them just sharing problems with us and then you know us being able to take that away and and actually you know think of how uh, how do we plug in a product that is going to solve you know and connect people better with their pets you know and how can we help them raise better pets healthier pets um and and so a lot of our product development comes from a space of you know very design led thinking it comes from a space of empathy and and when you refer to you know um companies like chewy etc so they've done a great job with building out a platform um you know but they haven't got any products of their own uh, so we haven't i i don't think that we have like a particular company that's that's in the same format as us which is also a platform and building out its products but of right. course you know we've been inspired by so many people doing great work uh, being able to use some you know good materials out there which are safe for our pets and or organic and and clean and sustainable and you know so we're trying to of course take inspiration we're constantly studying global mm-hmm. trends what is happening you know globally um and and also riding on the back of of that combined with that uh, design led thinking all this design led thinking has also led you to kind of partner with designer brands like shivan and naresh how is that and what is the future for such collaborations for you um so uh, i think that collaboration was again one of the first kinds in india and i think that we we really just had a lot of fun 
it built uh-huh. a lot of excitement for our customers it helped a, it helped to build a lot of buzz for our for both the brands actually and it uh-huh. allowed us to tap into a very different market and to experiment you know with you know something that was just more fashionable and edgy and cool and something that we may not have done on our own um uh-huh. so it went really well and i hope that we can you know partner with uh, different people who could bring a different sense of um you know design ethic or just just a different uh, ideology to partner on on doing you know different things and and uh, sharing them with the bigger market uh, as an offering right and how did it happen like you kind of approached those guys they saw your products and they were like guys let's collaborate or was it just like some you met somewhere and you were like guys let's do something together i i think that uh, a common friend mentioned that you know they were big dog lovers as well and mm-hmm. that's how we got connected and they said you know we've been doing this for the longest time for our own dog just preparing and like uh, designing and and doing samples you know for collars and other fun things and and then it just kind of it just flowed very naturally where we were like oh my god let's just do this together and and just right. do this as a fun a fun experiment to see how we can you know build this out and and it, it was a lot of fun and it you know taught me so many things about the way that uh you know the design perspective um mm-hmm. uh, views product and then i think that they learned a lot from us on how you know we need to be uh, keep the functionality at the core so it was a good it was a great partnership and you've also gotten into food and how do you pilot uh, what food to create uh, how do, how does it all happen um so we we've, we've just launched a pilot program for frozen food in our bangalore stores and uh, again this has come from lots of conversations and global trends where people are moving away uh, you know uh, from say dry food to feeding fresh um and uh-huh. you know again from conversations you know customers said listen you know we don't want we can't do fresh every day we have you know our lives and there's just too much going on and and dog food or pet food in general does need to be nutritionally balanced you can't just give them leftovers you can't you know you have to cook specifically species appropriate food and all of that um and so we we launched frozen food which is still in pilot at the moment uh, we have a very capable team of people who lead the research and innovation for us you know including nutritionists including biotechnologists and like really good set of people so i think that combined right. with you know just again just talking to customers understanding their needs uh you know we've just launched this in bangalore as a small pilot to see you know making small batches um of frozen food and and then yeah we'll see and i and i think that you know uh, we have done you know we do also do treats from the last many years and i think that um the the great opportunity when you're a startup is the ability to fail fast uh mm-hmm. so for example you know we launched like seven different types of treat flavors uh right. two three years ago and one of them had for example pomegranate and um you know even though we were we we were they were just clean treats just simply dehydrated uh but the treat that had say for example pomegranate every now and then the seed of the pomegranate even if a little bit of water was left in it it would you know just spoil the entire packet so it was just oh. about okay just let really you know good. we launched it because we know 
you know that this could be great for dogs but hey this variant is not working you know drop move forward you know so i think the ability to fail fast is something that is a huge huge advantage to entrepreneurs and and smaller startups and i think they should totally capitalize on it i mean we have been um you know lots of learning on the job as well and and yeah that's that's the way that we we look at it now it kind of brings me to some book i think i read on this uh, aspect fail fast and learn fast do you read books uh, any sort of books that you I kind do. of go back to for business uh, learning and to kind of inspire yourself you know i i mean i i am an avid reader but like you know there's the business advice is kind of changing all the time um in the sense that you absorb what is necessary for you at that moment of your business you know so i'm 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 reading um this lovely book right now called radical candor by kim scott i think her name is kim yeah and you know uh-huh. she's just talking about how to give feedback how to directly challenge your people and yet care for them personally to really like you know build that to the next level very very interesting book um uh-huh. where i'd say that one of the one of the best books that i honestly have read is uh, robin sharma's 5 am club um uh-huh. you know What because uh, <laughs> yeah i mean like it's it's revolutionary once you start doing all of those things because i think that you already a lot of a lot of times you know what to do um and i don't think that you need so much advice on what you need to do but it's about mm-hmm. really organizing your life to be able to do a lot of those things you know um and i think that that book has helped me to do that um so so yeah i mean I, i highly highly recommend it to everybody and you've also kind of expanded uh, across india now i think you have 35 plus stores uh, and they are a little premium in their sort of outlook as well uh, what is the thinking behind creating the store and do you plan to kind of uh, um, go to the tier 2 and tier 3 segments and tell us about what do you think of those uh, markets right um so i'll start with the stores um basically you know um when we built out these products you know back in 2008 2000 yeah 2008 i built out a small collection i actually took it to like over 200 pet stores in the country and each of them shut their doors on me and said you know aap kaun ho ye nahi bikega please uh, you know this is this is not what we want to keep in our stores at all and i think that there was just this massive sense of sort of rejection and you know uh-huh. demotivation and i and i but there was just also this underlying um you know sort of belief that they really don't know what a pet parent wants um and that's when i just i started i said okay i'm going to do it on my own so you know every time i had gone to those each of those 200 stores most of them i couldn't even enter i had to speak from outside and say you know do you have i mean do you have this and you know can i buy some food they so were all you would go personally you know, to each of these stores is what is that what you're telling me that you would go to yes. a lot of stores uh, with your products in hand in your bag uh, trying to tell yes. them this is the product please see this product and you'd not go through some distributor or some stock no 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 i went myself i was just a one man army you know tiny wow. just tiny <laughs> thing um but i think what i realized was that there was no experience there was no education they just had random sales people who were just there to give you what you asked for a lot of them smelt of dog food 
they were just you know there were rats and all of that and i just right. i mean i realized that there was no experience in shopping for such a incredibly special family member and right. you know, we just wanted to i mean I, and it didn't even come from a space of creating something premium it just came from a basic design aesthetic if you go into our stores they they aren't fancy but they're just clean and organized and right. you know come from a space of basic you know sort of design aesthetic where you know uh, there's educated staff that we work very hard to train so that they can help you make the right product choices um and they can also help you get value from those uh, from those purchases for example uh, you know if you if you want to buy a box of biscuits you can buy a box of biscuits but you know some of my team will tell you you know don't just give the biscuit to your dog why don't you play hide and seek instead that will give the dog a chance to smell and use their sense of smell which is one of the most important senses which they don't get to do and it becomes into a mental stimulation exercise which our doggies don't get enough of you know so it was about you know adding value if somebody came and said i want a, a choke collar we don't sell stuff like that so you know we'd say okay why do you need a choke collar why is you know oh okay my dog you know he doesn't know how to walk on a leash so can i make a can i teach him how to walk his dog on his leash or can i you know sell a much gentler softer alternative instead of doing something else you would go to their dogs and take their dogs the way you felt it should be done we weren't able to take dogs at a mass level unfortunately but when somebody came to us asking for something like a choke collar uh-huh. we were able to have that conversation with them to say you really don't need one what you need is uh-huh. either a behaviorist or a trainer or here are four tips to teach you how to walk your dog you know right. with a little demonstration right. in our store and you know hope that they would completely change that relationship i mean no one needs to be choked just because they don't need know how to walk on a leash and it's the it's the family's fault that their dog doesn't know how to walk on a leash not the dog's fault and you know so so we just wanted to create a space where we were speaking up for the pets perspective from their pets perspective you know giving that little bit of value people come and say okay i need a long leash cuz my dog is tied up on the gate all day why is your dog tied up on the gate because he bites why does he bite okay you know it could be because he's tied up all day and he's so bored frustrated um you know maybe in pain you don't i mean so just just asking them those simple questions and so the premiumness was just about you know just organizing an industry and organizing products and and offering them in a nice way because we were so proud of what we were building out uh, that we just wanted it to look nice and and you know it's just simple white clean shelves and the product right. is just there so that's that was the thought process and um, you know as far as tier 2 and tier 3 segments are concerned we do see the demand building up now um it's uh-huh. definitely there but it's still a lot for the must haves and for the essentials rather than the good to haves uh, so we're waiting you know we we are working on sort of you know education and uh-huh. and building out the market and and big, making it bigger as we go along this education is through your foundation Uh, the foundation that you have it's not just through the foundation it's also through the main brand i mean we've done a lot of videos we've done workshops uh, we do a lot of content you know on tips 
of you know uh, what to do with a bored dog how to groom your dog at home uh, you know how to teach your dog you know important tricks and you know how to you know how to train them so many so many things so a lot of our content has been about that education how can you be a more responsible pet parent what does a right. pet really want from you you know uh, they just want you to understand them for the species that they are and respect them for the species that they are and then the time and commitment that goes into them are you feeding them the right thing are you giving them enough exercise you know how much time are you being able to spend so just just a lot of education around that do you get some feedback from these things so many times we've had customers say that you know we picked this up from your blog or from your instagram page and or from one of your videos and and it really just completely changed my perspective on how i was approaching this relationship do they also become your customers in some sense yeah i i hope i mean i i'm sure they they have or they will you know at some i mean uh, it's hard for us to kind of monitor that on a on a case by case level but uh-huh. um, you know for us like i had mentioned to you even before when we spoke it's really about that you know for for people to experience the magic of this relationship i mean it is absolutely incredible so you know we want people to be able to go in and really you know really bond with their pets and see how much they get back and what that can do to your life right so what you're saying is basically that having a pet kind of makes you a better human being uh, and that's something that people should experience absolutely my last few questions to you uh, do you think that uh, entrepreneurship is becoming a fad any advice for those who wish to start their own brand i think that entrepreneurship is in our blood um and i don't i don't think that it's a fad because it's just that it's just gotten a name now and it's gotten a lot more structure now and it's got a lot more support now as compared to before um yeah. but yes i see a lot of people jumping into entrepreneurship for the wrong reasons one of the big ones yeah. being you know vc funding and you know other things like that i'd say that it takes you know perseverance passion and grit to a whole different level to build and sustain something so you know the why gets missed a lot like why are you doing this people just jump straight to what like what are we going to do and how are we going to do this but if you start with the why and your why is strong enough then you'll go a really long way because it's such a hard journey um and then right. the why will carry you through those hard times you know that that's what you know that's the way that it's been for me um there was no market for what we're doing I, we had no money no team i was really young and no one had done it before uh, and it's really just my why which has carried me through a lot of this so that's that's just you know my my thoughts to anyone who's starting now right and with that we come to the end of this amazingly good conversation guys do visit www.headsupfortales.com to know more about the brand also don't forget to write to me at anmol@podsters.in thank you so much for coming on to this show rashi it was an amazingly good conversation thank you thank you so much for having me here this podcast is produced by podsters audio editing by srishti chaturvedi research by parneet kaur podsters